9, and then we'll start with verse 6 through 15. Thank you, Brother Nick, for leading some worship tonight. Felt the good spirit of the Lord here. I believe the Lord is with us this evening. I know Pastor is probably sleeping. I hope he is because I've got an announcement that is predicated on the assumption that he is sleeping. And that is Sunday afternoon, we would like to do a special lunch. And my mom is, is going to help um, me out with that and us out with that. And she's going she's gonna to make a lunch for all of us to be able to enjoy with Pastor after Sunday uh, morning service. And the reason we're not doing it after Sunday evening is because um, Pastor has, uh, he's usually very tired in the evenings and he's all, when he's on the Africa schedule. When he's just coming back from Africa, his body is not aligned with our time yet. So uh, at 9 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night, it's 4 or 5 in the morning So to him, to his body. So we're just going to take lunch. And so um, if you would like to join us, this is an open invitation. And to everybody, amen, here tonight, I just want to let you know that. Uh, hope Pastor's not online. Anyway, it's all right. If he knows it, it's not like we're trying to I mean, pull anything off, you know, whatever. But verse 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. also wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been praying and fasting and while Pastor has been absent. I know he appreciates it, and he mentioned the other day that he feels the strength of your prayers. You know, we're just laying down cover fire for him while they, they do the work of the Lord. Amen, and that's what you're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness in that. Amen. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give you guys a break. Let's skip down to verse number 15. And then I'll read the rest of this when you're sitting. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Amen. Tonight I want to talk to you about the subject of an unspeakable gift. Amen. If you lay down your Bibles, let's ask the Lord to give us grace for the remaining portion of this service. Amen. I need your help tonight. Church, would you help me? Amen. Let's touch the Lord before we're seated. God, I pray that you're anointed. God, we come to you, God, tonight. Lord, Lord, give you my best. I pray that you give ears. Lord, give us ears to hear, minds to understand, hearts to attitude, receive and respond with meekness. Lord, thank you. Lord, you've got your word to Lord, I pray that you speak to us tonight, speak to me. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, give grace to the hearers of your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise and thanks before we're seated. Hallelujah. Thank Him for His presence. Amen. That you're feeling right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. God, for your presence in this service tonight. Lord, we honor you, Jesus. Careful to give you all the glory, Lord, all the praise tonight. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Now I'll read the rest of that. That way. Just kidding. Please don't fall asleep. I will uh, feel like I've have, have succeeded too early and I'm not done yet. It just got started. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1. Um, you can throw that up on the wall, and then we'll skip down to verse number 6. It says, first, touching the ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. And then skipping down to verse 6, he says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Amen. Amen. What a principle. Amen. If, uh, amen. If we sow sparingly, we shall reap. We're just... We're going to reap what we sow. Amen? You believe that here tonight? Amen? If you sow bountifully, amen, if you're willing amen, to put a little extra elbow grease into it, amen, the Bible says that you will reap, amen, amen, according to the amount that you sow. Amen? Seems like basic math to me. I mean, he that soweth sparingly, sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for, the, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. And God is able to make a grace, all grace, abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, 
he hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed, seed to the sower, both ministereth bread for your, for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I, I want to reread that. It says, now he that ministereth seed to the sower. Let me ask you a question. Where do we get the seed that we're sowing? Where do we get the seed that we're sowing? Amen. Isn't the seed the word of the Lord? Amen. When you come to the house of the Lord and you hear the good preached word of God, amen, we're receiving another basket full of seed, another bag full of seed to go out and sow. Amen. So, uh, Apostle Paul writing, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both ministereth bread for your food, and multiplieth your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth, causeth through us thanksgiving to God. Paul says that this is a reason to be thankful to God. Amen? For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Amen? You're going to get more where that came from if you're thankful. That's what he said. He said, but if this I say, he was sowing spirit. You're, um, you're way back there. Let's go up to... Uh, let me reread the verse I just read. For the administration of the service not only supplied to one of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. While, whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your profession, subject, uh, profess subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. And then we read our text, verse 15. Thanks be unto God for this, for his unspeakable gift. Amen. Amen. I mean, I'm going to read a few scriptures here tonight, amen, that illustrates for us that the Lord expects his people, amen, to be thanksgiving people. People of thanks, people of appreciation, amen. And um, we, of course, have, amen, Thanksgiving coming up next week, and um and one of my favorite holidays, and, um, and, and sometimes I think we are, many times I think we wait until Thanksgiving, amen, to really think about, amen, the things, amen, that have been, that, that we've been blessed with, and uh, it's during the season that we often take the time to, to say thanks and to spend time with our family, amen, but I want to, I want to just iterate here for a moment tonight that the Lord expects, amen, His people Amen, to give thanks. Second, Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 50 says, Therefore, amen, the prophet writing, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. Amen. Even a church, amen, planted in the middle, amen, of a heathen generation. Amen. Even a church, amen, planted in, in this modern generation, amen, where we are unthankful, amen, at heart. Second Timothy, amen, chapter 2, verse 3, amen, puts unthankfulness right next to unholiness. Amen. We're living in a generation, amen, that is, that is unthankful. Amen. But the Lord still expects His church, amen, in the middle, amen, of an unthankful generation to be thankful for the things that He has bestowed upon His people. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 6, verse 8 says, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. And verse 34 of the same chapter, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us. Uh, o God of our salvation, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. God, I'm thankful, amen, for salvation. I'm thankful, amen, for that you have delivered us, uh, amen, from the heathen. The fact that you're sitting, amen, in this place tonight, amen, amen, in the presence of Almighty God and his wonderful, glorious church, amen, is a reason to be thankful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If it's too loud out there, ask Brother Josh to turn it down. Just turn around and nod at him. He'll, he'll, he can tweak it. Amen. I can't tell. I can't tell from here. All I hear is this thing. So, Brother Josh says it sounds good, but again, if you feel like it's too loud, just let him know. Amen. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 
It says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody got the victory tonight? Amen. Anybody got the victory here tonight? Amen. Then you ought to give the Lord thanks. Amen. Amen. Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians said, Thanks be to God, amen, which giveth us the victory. I mean, if you're walking in victory, and if you're not, you ought to be. And if you need some help, amen, just ask somebody. We can help you. Amen. Because the church of the Lord is a victorious church. Amen. If you're not, amen, walking in victory, amen, then, then you can make it back to a church service just like we had on Sunday night and just like we're experiencing, amen, this evening. And just a little bit of faith, amen, will push you over, amen, that line of victory, friend. And then you have another reason to be thankful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Amen. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. Amen. And maketh uh, manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every, in every place. I'm telling you, the Lord... Amen. To those that are thankful will cause you to triumph. Amen. If we can, if we could ever just realize, amen, that, that it isn't by our good graces and our ability, amen, that, that we have received the blessings that we receive, amen. But those of us, amen, who can, can find a place of thanksgiving, amen, and appreciation to an almighty God, amen, then we, amen, will know triumph, amen, and victory. Hallelujah. I wish somebody was hearing me here tonight. Amen. I wish somebody was feeling, amen, the way that I'm feeling here tonight. Amen. I want to be thankful, amen, for where the Lord brought me from. I want to be thankful, amen, for where the Lord has placed me today. Yes, I do. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 and everything. It is, well... Here I go down the cliche path of, he didn't say on the good days. He didn't say, uh, he didn't say just on the good days, but in everything. He didn't say in all the good things, everything. He didn't say, amen, in the things that you, amen, you receive benefit from. He said everything. He didn't say, amen, every time you get a raise on the job. He didn't say every time that you get a promotion Amen, at work or in your career, amen. You, he didn't say every time, amen, that, that you uh, come home and, and find an unexpected, amen, return from one of your uh, bills that you've paid out. He didn't say, amen, every time. But he said in everything, give thanks. That includes Tuesday nights when you come to church. Amen. And your mind, amen, is so is focused on work. Friend, I, I've I'm there. I was I was working uh, right up until six o'clock tonight. Amen. Just an hour before church. Amen. And, and uh, you have to imagine, I, I've got to prepare for this uh, service and try to get the mind of God for this service. And so, but but I'm telling you that even even now, I mean, things are pressing on my mind, and I can, amen, and I can, amen, immediately as as I'm talking about it right now, think about things that I I owe my employer. I I have tasks that I'm due uh, and that are due to my employer. But but he didn't say on the nights that you got everything taken care of. I mean, you can go to church and uh, not worry about anything. Just give thanks to the Lord in the presence of God. No, he said in everything. Even when it feel, even when, amen, you have, amen, an insurmountable, seemingly an insurmountable, amen, list of tasks to do, you still have to give the Lord thanks. Amen. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Again, he reiterates in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The people of God ought to be grateful people. 
I'm convinced that that is one of the primary causes for concern in, in uh, my generation. I mean, people that don't realize how good they really have it. And I was listening to an interview the other day about this young man, 21 years old. I mean, he's, his purpose and mission in life, brother Nick, is to interview every living war, World War II vet, amen, before they die. Every living one today, and he's asking, man, for, uh, for all, these, uh, all these suggestions, recommendations. If you know war, war, uh, World War II vet, vet then you can um, let him know, and he'd go and he, on his own dime. He's going in and interviewing them. And as you listen to this young man talk, I mean, there's such an appreciation, amen, and it's real. It's not anything put on. It's not anything fake, amen. But after, and he's, he's already interviewed over a 1,000 vets. And um, you can hear, amen, after conversations with these men, a deep appreciation for what he has today. He, he was, he was um, telling a story, amen, to the person that was interviewing him and said, he's like, yeah, I was, I was uh, on a family trip with my parents, and he's a kid, of course, he's, he was telling about a time that was earlier. Today he's 21, so we're talking about in his teens. And he was on his way to, I think, his grandma's house amen, for a holiday. And, um, and he was sitting in the back seat. His mom asked him, he said, is everything okay back there? And, and um, he's, well, he's like, it's a little cold. My feet are chilly. He, didn't have his, he was you know, relaxing in the vehicle as they were traveling, and, and his shoes were off. And so his feet were cold. And then he got to thinking, he's like, never mind. He's like, because he goes, I'm, I'm still breathing. I'm still alive. And then he went on to tell a story about a man who him and his brother grew up together. They were twins, and they both went to World War II, and man, they were fighting. And um, as, as, as his, when his brother died, uh, when his brother was shot, his brother was shot right there beside him, and um, he was down there giving aid to his brother while, while and he had to take, uh, he had to take the, I don't know what the process is. Do you, does anybody know off the top of your head just, just uh, there's a process when an individual looks like they're dying on, this, on the war field and um, in, the, in a combat zone, and you have to, you to perform certain rites, amen, with this person. No, it's, it's like a certain, uh, it's, a cer- it's, it's, sor- it's the replacement of a will and testament. And, and um, his brother was having to administer this to his own twin, who was his best friend, who they grew up together. And, um, and while he was doing it, as, while he was administering that, a bullet came through his neck and killed him. Amen. And literally inches from his face. And he's like, and he said, how can I tell my mom in the back seat of our car that my toes are cold? Man, whenever I talk to a man, amen, who experienced such agonizing pain, amen, and, and had this situation, amen, in his life. He's like, he's like, I'm doing all right in comparison. Amen. And I mean, we are too far removed, young people, from, from, where, from what our parents and, and our grandparents and our great-grandparents have provided for us. Amen. And, and uh, I, I know that there are, uh, uh, this whole immigration policy is a, is a big deal right now, and, and there's a lot going on, you know, with that. But, you know, I, I, I could say this, amen, that it's not the children's fault that their, parent, that their parents or grandparents moved here illegally. Amen. And so these, these children, amen, and, the, and those parents, amen, in many, in many situations were moving into America, amen, from uh, horrible situations. And so they, they were making many, many sacrifices in order to get here, in order to provide a better life, amen, for the family. And so, amen, so, amen, and, and so I just, I, I feel like my generation doesn't, doesn't recognize or appreciate, amen, where hey, they, they were really brought from. I mean, all they know is the last 16 years, Amen. Of their life, or 18 years, or whatever age you want to insert there, and and um, and history starts with the day that you're born. Amen. In many cases, amen. But if you just take, amen, take a book off of out of a library and and read, amen, a couple years before, or maybe a few years before that, amen, you'll realize, amen, there's a lot more going on, amen, than what's going on in your, amen, menial little situations. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I just, I feel like if we could just, if we could, if we could expand, amen, the horizon, amen, from, of our perspective, amen, we may, amen, just gain a little bit more appreciation, amen, for what the Lord has provided for us. Amen. Amen. I could, 
you can take it and apply that spiritually. Amen. Many times, amen, our thought, amen, our, amen, I came, I, I spent the last year in Colorado Springs, and friend, I cannot tell you how many people, amen, in that congregation that I, I, I've met, brother, brother Butts, brother, uh, uh, brother Webb, sister Webb, amen, amazing testimonies, testimonies, amen, of people who have been brought from a mighty long way, amen, Sister Webb, amen, was, was born in Germany, she still has her German accent, amen, and she, amen, was, she, her husband was, was a part of the war, and, and she came over to America, amen, and, and they met in Germany, amen, during the war, and then they got married, and she followed him on over here to America, and I'm just telling you, amen, there's a wonderful testimony, and I, and I, and I talk about people in Colorado Springs, but right here, I mean, in these pews, amen, I, I, I look across this congregation, I see testimonies, amen, and don't forget, don't too soon forget, amen, where the Lord has brought you from, because the minute you forget that is the minute that you lose all appreciation, Amen. You can't sing the song, I will bless the Lord, amen, with oh my soul. And you can't remind your soul, amen, to bless the Lord if you've forgotten what the Lord has brought you from and where he's delivered you from. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, or verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Giving thanks to the Father. I mean, because we're part of something so much bigger, amen, than us. We're partakers of something, amen, of a church, amen, that, that goes beyond the scope of your, amen, meager years of existence, amen. But this church is an eternal institution. And that's why Apostle Paul was telling, amen, the Colossians to give thanks because you are now a partaker of something much greater, amen, than yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians 5, just one more, amen, scripture. Amen, Ephesians 5, or four more, amen, as as as. It were for Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. Amen. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us. An, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication, all uncleanness, covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become the saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather, if you're going to talk, if you're going to speak about anything, give thanks said, but rather give thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I, you can take the time and read through Psalms and Proverbs. Amen. And it is specific. Amen. These, these scriptures that I've taken the time to read through, amen, are scriptures, amen, that are, that are telling people in a general sense to give thanks, amen, to the Lord. But uh, the psalmist, amen, writes, amen, to the people of, Lord, of the Lord specifically, it says, to enter into his gates, with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. Amen. In 1849, it says, Therefore, will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name, and so on. And there are many scriptures, amen, in the Psalms and in the Proverbs, amen, telling the people of the Lord, amen, to take time and give thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But there's one thing this evening that I want Amen, to focus on that the Bible teaches us I mean, to be thankful for. And I, I won't take too much uh, longer, I hope. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, For it is God which worketh in you. If you don't mind turning there with me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Throw this on the wall if he has a mind to. Verse 13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. The English words to will are translated from the Greek word thalo, 
definition of this word means to will, as it has been translated, um, but also means to have in mind, to intend, to, re, to be resolved or determined, and then to purpose. Apostle Paul was writing to the Philippians and said, It is God which worketh in you purpose. He's the one that gives you the desire amen, to, to do his good pleasure. He's the one that places, I mean, that, Andrew, before you ever repented of your sins and received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, it was God that placed that desire in your heart, amen, to live for him. That's what Paul's saying. Mama, if, if, if you desire to please God, you didn't, you didn't get that from Grandma, although she, she taught you well. You didn't get that from her mom or her dad. What you got that, where you got that is from God himself. He is the one that works in us. I mean, a, a constant, ongoing desire to do the will of God. Hey, are you losing your desire, I mean, to live for God? Do you, do you feel like, amen, you're losing your grip on your walk with God? Do you feel like it's not like it used to be? But, but now, t- I, you know, I, I remember the good old days, Becca, when, when we used to have church here, and I would look around, and everybody seemingly was slain in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, hands flailing, and legs kicking. Amen. Amen. It's God that works in us our desire to do his good pleasure. Amen. Anybody want to do the will of the Lord? Anybody want to please God? Amen. That desire right there comes from God himself. That hunger to please God, amen, is a product of the grace of God. Amen. You wouldn't want to please God if it wasn't for God's mercy. You wouldn't want to live for God if it wasn't for God's love and kindness and the grace and the ability, amen, that he gives us. Amen, to do his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 6. Amen, I'm going to try to illustrate, amen, this for you. Amen, the range of the meaning of this word extends all the way to the moment before action is required. Let me try to explain that. The range of the meaning of the words that are translated as to will in this passage, amen, is is extended to all the way before the moment of action, before you actually do the will of God, before you actually do his good pleasure. God works in you, amen, all of whatever it is that works you up to the point of doing it. He's the motivating factor. He's the, he's the, he's the uh, M.O., if you will. Amen. And let me, let me try to illustrate this for you. In Mark chapter 6, verse 48, Amen. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Amen. He would have passed by them. Jesus, amen, noticing in the disciples, amen, toiling, amen, in rowing as they were trying to pass over the Sea of Galilee. Amen. The Bible says that he would have passed by them. His will was to pass by them. But something happened. Amen. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately, and immediately, amen, as if it was his will, amen, his, he totally changed, amen, his direction and focus. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Amen. But just a few, amen, phrases ago, he would have passed by them. What made the difference? What made the difference? That's right. They cried out. Somebody was willing, amen, to express, amen, God, I, I need you. I, I'm here in this boat and I, I'm losing control. God, I need your attention for a moment. 
And that's why it's important, amen, for us, uh, amen, on a Tuesday night when, when we're toiling and rowing, when we're just, amen, going through, amen, the motions of life and, and trying to cross, uh, amen, the Sea of Galilee, amen, when Jesus would have passed by. I'm telling you, oftentimes we take it for granted, amen, what our brother and sister do for us. I mean, it was the man, the man sick of the palsy, I mean, who was brought into the presence of Jesus, received his healing. Why? Because he had four friends, I mean, willing to tear the roof off and drop him through the ceiling at the feet of Jesus. Many, many times, I mean, I saw somebody chuckling over here. I'm not going to name any names, but I just, I, I don't want, I, mean, I wasn't saying that they dropped him. He didn't. He didn't fall out of the roof. They, they lowered him down. Maybe I should have said it better. They lowered him down at the feet of Jesus. Amen, but, sorry about that. I didn't mean to embarrass anybody if I did. Amen, but many times we do take it for granted. Amen, what the Lord, amen, what, what our brothers and our sisters, amen, are doing for us. Amen, when we get into the presence of the Lord. And when the Lord would have passed by on a Tuesday night, because somebody was willing to cry out in thanksgiving during our worship service. Thank you, Brother Nick. Thank you, worship leaders. Thank you, everybody, amen, that was responding to the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Because of you, the Lord did not pass by us tonight. Amen. But he's right here, amen, talking to us. Amen. We, we need to realize, amen, that it is each of our obligation, amen, that he would have passed by the ship. We've got to take responsibility, amen, for if we're going to get out of this storm, if we're going to get out of this struggle, if we're going to get out of this trial, amen, we ought to cry out to him. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. He would have passed by them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you that to take the flip side of that, many times we have intentions. We have plans. We have, we've taken the time to, to, to plan out something that we want to do, amen, for the kingdom of God. And, and our ideas, amen, these, these desires, amen, the things that God gives us, these are individual little gifts from God, amen, that are teaching us, amen, how to please Him, what to, what to do, amen, to please Him, amen. You're looking for something, amen, to do. You find yourself uh, in prayer, amen, and not too long in that prayer meeting, the Lord's going to drop something in your heart to, and let you know, amen, this is what I expect of you. This is where I expect you to do what you, I expect you to do, where I expect you to be, how I expect you to behave. Amen, That's, that'll come directly from the Lord. You don't have to have me, amen, or pastor or, or any other preacher, amen, expound for you, amen, exactly what you need to do because if you just take a few moments and cry out to him, he'll talk with you. He'll let you know, amen, what he expects of you here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes... Sometimes we have an idea that we intend to fulfill. Somehow we never get around to it. Sometimes we do something without ever having an idea of why we're doing it. And very rarely, but sometimes we have an idea, intend to do it, and then actually do it. Amen. Amen. It begins as a thought, amen, that someone may have given to us and develops into an intention, and at some point becomes, amen, a determination, a purpose, and finally it graduates into action. Amen, Apostle Paul writes uh, that it's God that works this uh, process in you. 9 uh, and 15 of Romans says, For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth. nor of him that runneth, but, it, but of God that showeth mercy. If you're ever going to do anything for the Lord, friend, you got to acknowledge that the Lord, amen, is working that in you. That's right. Amen, if you ever want to do anything for the Lord, amen, you, you got to recognize that where that desire comes from. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Out of this uh, comes amen, two primary points. Amen. Firstly, it's not because you want to. Amen. Because you wouldn't want to if God didn't want you to. 
Amen? You hear me? Amen. Firstly, it's not because you wanted to do it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, uh, I mean, let's just take an example here. I mean, you didn't help that person receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or pray that person through the Holy Ghost because you wanted to. Amen. But because the Lord anointed you to do something. Sister Becca, I'm hoping I'm not embarrassing you. Amen. But just because you play the piano in such a, such a wonderful way, it's not because you want to but it's because God putting you at a desire and you capitalized on that desire and started to work, amen, and God blessed you with the ability to do so. I'm not negating your, your effort and your practice and all that. That's not what I'm saying, amen. Uh, Brother Josh, the job that you have, amen, that is so good, amen. It's not because you wanted it. You can want in one hand, spit in the other. Mama, which one fills up faster? Yeah, heard that one all my life. It's not because you wanted it. Because the Lord blessed you with it. Amen. It's a reason to say thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Even, I hope I'm not bogging this down too much, but even Pharaoh, King Pharaoh, Pharaoh of, uh, not King Pharaoh, it's like saying Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh of Egypt. Amen. He wasn't, Pharaoh, because he was born in the proper lineage of his dad's family. The Bible says in Romans chapter 9, verse 17, For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Even Pharaoh's amen, hardening of his heart. The Bible, if you go back amen, into Exodus and read amen, that passage of Scripture, you will see amen, that the Bible says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He didn't, he didn't receive that hardening. Amen. So our desire, amen, our lack of desire amen, comes amen, from, dare I say it, God. So I go back to my point earlier. Amen. If you amen, feel like, amen, your relationship isn't quite, amen, the way it used to be. When you feel like, amen, you're losing, amen, that desire, friend, you just ought to find a place and cry out to God one more time. Because he would have passed by until they cried out to him. He would, amen, have passed on by, amen. Jesus is a busy man, amen. He's a, he's a busy God, amen. He's got a lot of things to do, but if, if you could take a moment and cry out to him, he's not too busy for us. My Lord, hallelujah. I wish we could get a revelation of this, amen. Lord, give me a greater desire to win the lost. God, give me a greater desire, amen, to teach somebody a Bible study. Do you want to be a Pharaoh or do you want to be a disciple tossed to and fro amen, in the ship of life? You want to be a hardening heart? You want to, be the, you want to have the hardening heart of Pharaoh or the soft heart of a, of a, of a, of a humble amen, disciple? Amen. I've been doing this all my life. I know how amen, to row a boat. I know how amen, to get it going forward. I know what I'm doing here. Amen. But Jesus, I've lost all control. I thought I knew what I was doing, amen, but it took some humiliation from some old fishermen, amen, to realize that, amen, they maybe not have calculated everything just right. They may not, amen, have figured everything out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 75, verse 6 through 7 says, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. Amen. It's the Lord, amen, that works, amen, in our lives. Amen. These wonderful, amen, works, amen, and this desire, amen, to do, amen, something for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The children of Israel dealt with this attitude. I'm a Jew. I'm in the lineage of the promised people of God.
I've been, again, I've been rowing this boat. I, I know what I'm, I know how to, I know how to get from point A to point B. I'm, I'm this Jew. Amen. But they couldn't get over who they were. They couldn't get over the, get over this, this, the Bible called it a stumbling block. Amen. They couldn't get over, amen, this, this concept of I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm such I'm such a wonderful person because of who my daddy is and what color, what kind of blood, amen, is flowing through my veins. I'm in Romans chapter 9, verse 31, but Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. Because they thought that they could figure it out. They thought because of all the good works that they could do, they could produce the will of God. They could do his good pleasure on their own. They could perform, amen, the perfect will of God, amen, through their own imaginations and through, amen, commandments and ordinances handed down from generation to generation after the tradition of men. Amen, they they felt like they could fulfill, amen, the will of God. But God, amen, had moved on. God, amen, had, had redesigned the system. God, amen, had changed it and said, you better get with my program. You better, you better pick it up, friend. You better pick it up. Amen, you old Jew. Stop being so, so, so uh, lackadaisical. Stop being so satisfied and smug, amen, with who you are. Hallelujah. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. Amen. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Verse 33, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone of, and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friend, we don't have a whole lot of time to get the will of God done. We don't have a whole lot of time, amen, to make sure that we're doing his good pleasure. We don't have a whole lot of time to ensure that our will is aligned with his will. I'm telling you, time is running out. If you read Romans chapter 9, verse 28, it says, For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. Amen. In the large span of time, amen, if you take a look at, amen, our small and insignificant, amen, time frames uh, that we call life, amen, we will realize, amen, that we don't have a long time, amen, to figure out and do what the pleasure of the Lord is. We ought to let the Lord speak to us. We ought to let the Lord stop by our ship and let us know what his perfect pleasure and perfect will is. Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, talk to me. Jesus, I desire to do the work of God. Jesus, I'm hungry for something more. Jesus, I'm hungry for something deeper, something better, something greater. I'm not satisfied with just throwing myself around in this ship. I'm not satisfied, amen, with just the same old mundane rowing, amen, push after push. It feels like, amen, I'm not getting anywhere. Jesus, Jesus, and he would have passed by. But because of the mercy, amen, and his will, he immediately stopped. He said, I heard somebody. I heard somebody. Saying thanks. I heard somebody taking time out of their day, amen, to get my attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many times have you heard somebody saying, if I only knew what God's will is for my life? I can almost see them metaphorically kicking the can down the road. If I only knew what the will of the Lord is for my life. What's implied by that statement is I'd be doing it. I, I wouldn't be, amen, just sitting around, but I, I'd be busy. I'd be active. I read to you at the beginning of this particular message by way of introduction sister becca you could come first thessalonians 5 and 18 and everything give thanks 
But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I wish I knew what the will of the Lord was. I'd be busy. I'd be doing it. I'd be working. I believe the Lord wants you. I, I, I will not back up from this statement. I've said it many times, and I'll say it many more times. I mean, I believe the Lord has a very specific calling, man, for, for this church. And I can articulate one side of it, and that is to reach the city of Olathe. It's our responsibility. I mean, to see that this place is full. To see that every hungry, lost soul, amen, in Olathe, Kansas, knows about this church. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. There are some hungry people out there. There are some hungry people out there that are hungering for something real. That are hungering for righteousness. That are hungering. Amen. That's what we have in this place. We preach apostolic doctrine, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. We're living an up, uh, a holy, separated life unto God. There are people in this city, amen, that are desiring that, that are hungering. For that the Lord has placed in them the will to do his good pleasure. Hallelujah. I, I'm gonna skip ahead here. Matthew chapter eleven, verse thirty says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I can't skip this. I've got to step back. Romans chapter 11, verse 6 says, And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. If it be works, be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. That was confusing. Paul, I'm just going to read it for my own clarity's sake. If by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What he's saying is the grace of God will take work and make it enjoyable. If by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. It's like it, Apostle Paul says, God's given us the grace. God's given us the will. God's given us the desire I mean, to do his will. But if you look at it like it's work, I mean, then you're missing the whole point. You're losing the grace of God when you look at it that way. But if it's by grace, if it's the grace of God, I mean, prompting you to do that. If it's the will of God, I mean, prompting you to do it, then it is no more of works. If by grace, work is no more work. In other words, because of the grace of God, because God changed our nature, what we once considered work is no more work. In our flesh, if we're looking at it from our carnal perspective, like I got to go knock doors, it's cold outside. I got to go teach a Bible study, I'm not qualified to do that. I gotta so on. But if we're if it's the if we're allowing the grace of God to work in our lives, it becomes something that's enjoyable. And we realize that it's not really that hard after all. God, I want you to work your perfect will in my life. 
This is the unspeakable gift of God. Gives us. I mean, I, I have a lot more to get to, but I'm going to have to not do it. It's good to me. But Apostle Paul, back in our text, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And we receive the ability. I, we receive the ability, amen, to do the work of God, to do the will of God, amen, through the grace, amen, that's given to us directly from God. Let me read one more passage of Scripture. It's in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But unto every one of us is given is unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore ye saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11, we know familiar with this passage of scripture where he says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. And that's why when you come to the house of the Lord and you hear the preached word of God, it's more seed for us to go and plant. It's more grace. We're gaining an added measure of grace every time we come to the house of God. We're getting more strength, amen, to do the will of God. We're getting more direction. We're getting more, amen, desire. I wonder if anybody is desiring to do the will of God. I wonder if anybody wants to please God. we could all stand here tonight. This is the unspeakable gift, the grace that God gives us to do His perfect will, to perform His perfect will, to do His good pleasure. God, I pray that You would give us an extra measure of grace tonight. Can we all talk to the Lord and ask Him to help us 